The Secret of the Veda by Sri Aurobindo. In this tape, we would like to examine the book Secret of the Veda and find some of the major conceptions that Sri Aurobindo brings out about the truth that lies within the Veda. We propose to make a chapter-by-chapter -chapter summary, including Vedic hymns and their translations, in order to show the psychological and spiritual truths which were hymned by the Vedic Rishis. Chapter 1 through Chapter 5 the problem and its solution. Is there at all, or is there still, a secret of the Veda? We have in the Rig Veda a body of sacrificial hymns couched in a very ancient language which presents a number of almost insoluble difficulties. These hymns have been the reputed source not only of some of the world's richest and profoundest religions, but of some of its subtlest metaphysical philosophies. In the course of several thousands of years, there have been at least three considerable attempts entirely differing from each other in their methods and results to fix the sense of these ancient litanies. One of these is prehistoric in time, and exists only by fragments in the Brahmanas and Upanishads. But we possess in its entirety the traditional interpretation of the Indian scholar Sayana, and we have in our own day the interpretation constructed after an immense labor of comparison and conjecture by modern European scholarship. But if we accept the current interpretations whether Sayana's or the modern theory, the whole of this sublime and sacred reputation is a colossal fiction. The hymns are, on the contrary, nothing more than the naive superstitions, fancies of untaught and materialistic barbarians concerned only with the most external gains and enjoyments and ignorant of all but the most elementary moral notions or religious aspirations. But this conception really explains nothing. Such profound and ultimate thoughts, such systems of subtle and elaborate psychology as are found in the substance of the Upanishads do not spring out of a previous void. I suggest that the gulf is of our own creation and does not really exist in the ancient sacred writings. The hypothesis I propose is that the Rig Veda is itself the one considerable document that remains to us from the early period of human thought of which the historic Eleusinian and Orphic mysteries were the failing remnants when the spiritual and psychological knowledge of the race was concealed for reasons now difficult to determine in a veil of concrete and material figures and symbols which protected the sense from the profane and revealed it to the initiated. 
one of the leading principles of the mystics, was the sacredness and secrecy of self-knowledge and the true knowledge of the gods. This wisdom was, they thought, unfit, perhaps even dangerous to the ordinary human mind, or in any case, liable to perversion and misuse and loss of virtue if revealed to vulgar and unpurified spirits. Hence, they favored the existence of an outer worship, effective but imperfect for the profane, and inner discipline for the initiate, and clothed their language in words and images which had equally a spiritual sense for the elect, a concrete sense for the mass of ordinary worshipers. The Vedic hymns were conceived and constructed on this principle. Their formulas and ceremonies are, overtly, the details of an outward ritual devised for the pantheistic nature worship, which was then the common religion. Covertly, the sacred words, the effective symbols of a spiritual experience and knowledge, and a psychological discipline of self-culture, which were then the highest achievement of the human race. The ritual system recognized by Sayana may, in its externalities, stand. The naturalistic sense discovered by European scholarship may, in its general conceptions, be accepted. But behind them, there is always the true and still hidden secret of the Veda. The secret words which were spoken for the purified in soul and the awakened in knowledge. To disengage this less obvious but more important sense by fixing the import of Vedic terms, the sense of Vedic symbols, and the psychological functions of the gods is thus a difficult but necessary task for which these chapters and the translations that accompany them are only a preparation. The Veda ceases to be merely an interesting remnant of barbarism and takes rank among the most important of the world's early scriptures. The Rishis arranged the substance of their thought in a system of parallelism by which the same deities were at once internal and external powers of universal nature. And they managed its expression through a system of double values by which the same language served for their worship in both aspects. But the psychological sense predominates and is more pervading, close-knit, and coherent than the physical. The Veda is primarily intended to serve for spiritual enlightenment and self-culture. It is, therefore, this sense which has first to be restored. <clears throat> 